Art of the Kickstart, episode 64. Welcome to the theartofthekickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews consulting that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, we have the company that's making Pandora on steroids, absolutely the coolest music invention I've ever seen. We've got founders Pierre Goscherian and Olivier Roberday, which the names are pretty tough, but I got it on the second try, on the line to share the story of Prism, really blowing up on Kickstarter, 75000 already. Thanks so much for coming today. coming today, guys. I'm pumped to talk to you. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having us. So take two. Technology's been killing us. But first question before we do that, before we get started, life quote, success quote. What do you guys live by as inventors you think others could benefit from? Okay. Our, our quote is, if you fail, try harder. Because as an entrepreneur, you can't succeed the first time. So you gotta, you got to try harder. That is so true. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail so many times. you got to keep pushing forward. So... Like I was saying, you basically just launched your campaign. You've got 38 days left. You've already raised $75,000. But take us back to the beginning. Where did Prism start? Where did this journey come about to make more fun, happy music for everybody? Okay. So the core team is four four people, four guys. And we've all been using uh, streaming platforms for uh, years. And we came to realize that there were some, you know, usability issues of using our phones as uh, music players. And so we set out to build a dedicated device that will make uh, the whole experience extremely uh, frictionless. And there is so much friction. Like, I used to be a big Pandora guy, but at the same time, you've got to plug your phone into speakers. You've got to act, be able to access your phone to upvote something, downvote something. What were some of the issues that you guys took into account when saying, we want to improve the way that people listen to music, make it more enjoyable, make it more of a group experience? What did you guys do? How did you test that? That's exactly what you, do, what you just said. Actually, there are several acts to listen to music at home, like plugging your, your own smartphone in your speakers. And um, the way you have to adapt music by yourself so it can fit what's happening in the room. I mean, if you're with friends, you got to put music for friends. If you're with your girlfriend, you got to, to put music for your girlfriend. And um, it was kind of friction. So we decided to cut that to create this new device. So with the new device, with Prism, here's the question. Who plays DJ? Who picks what kind of music is playing? How does it work? Okay, so the device takes care of that for you. It's connected directly to streaming platforms, and it uses them as content providers. And then there is an embedded algorithm that learns from what you like and what your music habits are. And then since it can also detect who is in the room and match those identities with music profiles, well, it uh, automatically generates a playlist that will, at the same time, fit the, the moment, the mood, 
and uh, and what people present actually like and would want to listen to. And then you're getting into really high level big data predictive analytics. What are some of the challenges that you have with that? With determining people's identity, seeing what they like, managing the playlists. How do you go about doing this as a four-person team? It seems really complicated. Yeah, so the first part is identifying the the people. So this is a fairly simple principle. It works using your your phone. Every phone that has Bluetooth or Wi-Fi emits some signals that the device is able to detect and match to a profile. Then, uh, so each user has its own profile, which is stored on the device and in the cloud. And so the predictive algorithm is split between the device, which makes the context detection, and then the um, playlist generation is done in the cloud. What about hardware? That's part of the challenge of this. When you're making something really high level, some intense electronics are going into it. How do you source that kind of stuff with manufacturing, getting everything working and testing? What are some of the challenges along those lines? Well, first, we've prototyped everything uh, in-house, uh, made several prototypes and test them out to people we knew. This uh, has allowed us to, uh, to iterate on the, the different interface of the device. We were able to realize that people were, weren't using some of the buttons we had initially planned on putting on the device, so we had to simplify the first design. And then once we had nailed the difference interface and uh, the overall UX, we made a second generation of the device, which was the one, uh, I mean, which was very close to what we are presenting today on Kickstarter. And then from this design, we contacted some suppliers and then started working on um, how we're going to build this at a massive scale. And then once we had solved all the mechanical issues of the design, we were able to start working with final suppliers. This is where we are We are now, so this was the right time to go to Kickstarter. We have partnered with Orange, which is one of Europe's main ISP you know, cell phone carrier. And so we are working with them to industrialize Prism in Asia. I love that you bring up testing it with consumers to see how it works, UI, UX design, to make sure that it really fits into people's lives. My question for you when do you start doing that? You're prototyping this as a test. When do you start getting feedback from consumers, customers? Is it right off the initial idea? Is it once you have a prototype? Take people through your decision making. Yeah, it's really, really the next step after the idea because when you have an idea, you are, you, have, you are clueless about if your idea is relevant or not. So you have to identify if your idea is, is really great, is, does it solve the problem or not? And the only way to get that answer is to go outside the building and ask to customers and to real people. You just nailed it on Lean Startup methodology. Eric Reese would be so proud of you. What were some of the things that you do? <laughs> How do you, when you're getting this in front of consumers, differentiate it from a Pandora, from something like that, to let them see what the difference is? How do you sell it? So there is two main differences. The first one is um, you don't have to use your phone or to face a screen to think about what you want to hear and to have, you, have, you don't have anything to do. You just have to push one button and the music is played on your speakers and not on your phone because when you're at home, you don't want the music to be played on your phone. And the second thing, the second thing is that music fits the context. It's not like Pandora where you have to say what is the context and so music is chosen. It's the device that understands what's happening in the room and that dynamically adapts the music feed. So one thing that's interesting, you guys have a four-person team. It's often tough if you're building a business. It's hard to do it on your own. They always say have a founder, have a co-founder. 
But the bigger the team gets, the more complex it is. Have there been any challenges having a four-person team? And what would you recommend to other founders out there starting something? We are actually a pretty uh, complementary team. So we are we're two engineers. One is more software-oriented. One is a hardware engineer. We have a marketing guy, which is Pierre. And uh, we also have an industrial designer. So it was fairly easy for each member of the team to know what to work on. Everyone has uh, specific tasks. So having a complementary team is actually uh, necessary to have a team that self-organizes. On a human point of view, I would say for the founders, work with people you love. Because actually, we, all of us, we love uh, spending time together. And uh, we love talking about the future of the firm, about the market. So there is really an, a human connection between us, and that's why it's, it's really easy to work uh, together. Yeah, it's like a spouse, but without all the other relations or all the other benefits. You're just completely <laughs> together. You guys are working on it day in and day out. My next exactly. question for you guys is, so you're doing this. You're creating something I would say is amazingly transformative. This is pretty cool. Why go to Kickstarter? Why crowdfunding versus a VC or angel approach? We've been bootstrapping the company since day one. We first started consulting with two other companies to fund the initial prototypes. Then once we had reached a sufficiently developed product, we had two options. Either go to Kickstarter and uh, get the idea out, get feedback, and um, eventually uh, fund the first batch of present, or go to VCs. And we like the idea of sharing the idea openly and getting feedback so that we could get the fund, do the first batch, but also have a chance to listen to our first customers and make some, you know, last minute adjustments before producing the, the first batch. Yeah, I think you guys definitely made the right choice. Go crowdfunding for that first, that first level, at least, if you can. It's much more involved. You'll get much better feedback. And you're just not playing in that big boys club that the VCs play in. Last question before the launch round. A lot of people, they have these expectations and they're so false of what a Kickstarter campaign takes. How long have you guys been working on this product before bringing it to Kickstarter? How much effort have you put into it? Give me a little background. So we have been working on more than a year and a half on this project. And basically what we've done is we didn't do any marketing studies or any marketing research. We just built the project of our dream it's really a project by users for users. It's not based on the marketing insights or anything like that. It's just the project we wanted for ourselves. And that's what makes it really awesome. So if you can pull something like that off where you're making something for yourself and other people want it as well, that's just, that's the epicness of entrepreneurship, of invention. Exactly. Makes exactly. it so much more enjoyable, especially when you've got to grind through those terrible, terrible trials. I want to jump into the launch round now. How's that sound, guys? Okay. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. This is a music product. I think that's kind of awesome. What's your favorite type of music? What do you guys listen to? What do you relax to? I love, um, I love rap, rap, you know, French rap, and uh, rock and roll. Oh man, don't even get me started on French rap. Gotta go, gotta go with Eminem. Something a little bit more exciting. <laughs> so next question for you guys. This is a really cool invention. You guys are building what I think to be a really big business. Have there been any entrepreneurs, business advisors in your past that have given you just great feedback, great advice and helped you get to this point? 
Yeah, the main difference between an entrepreneur and um, someone who is not is the capacity of seeing, seeing what doesn't exist yet. Because when we first started the product, Everybody, everyone told us, no, um, why, why don't you just do an app? Why, do, why, why are you doing a hardware product? Now it's built. Everyone agrees um, that the hardware is better. So, and being an entrepreneur, I think, is, the, is having this capacity of seeing what others don't see. Exactly. Henry Ford said, if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Look how that turned out. So you're doing this, and I love that you brought it up. You have to be able to see into the future a little bit as an inventor, an entrepreneur. I want you guys to do that right now. Let's get a prediction. This is really cool in what you're doing with data, predictive analytics, a little bit of almost artificial intelligence. Where do you see that going in the next 5, 10, 20 years? What's life going to be like with technology? Yeah, so staying related to our product, we really believe that what we provide with Prism will almost seem obvious in a few years. It's like in the US, people have automatic cars, you know, they don't change the gears uh, manually like we still do here in Europe and it feels perfectly natural. But in your home, it will be the same. Your devices and um, appliances will make decisions and set themselves according to uh, your needs without you having to explicitly ask them to, you know, to do anything. And so we set out to do that for music, for your sound system at home. But many other appliances could work the same. Uh, Nest has nailed the temperature setting at home. Uh, Prism is, is really similar. But with Prism, we have you know, a longer-term goal and vision. So today, we use it to set the mood at home by choosing uh, appropriate music. But since we've connected speakers to the Internet, we could do much more. We could push some... Um, you know, audio notifications that are relevant to the people in the room. Uh, we could also add more content. So now we have music, but we could close future easily add uh, news reports or uh, other podcasts and, you know, radio programs. Or even targeted advertisement. I could see that happening within the next five, ten years as well. Hate to have it, but I bet you it'll be there. Next question for you guys. You're based in Paris. What are some of the challenges you have as European crowdfunders, it's not as big yet in Europe as it is in the States, in North America. What are some of the challenges? What can other European inventors do to take advantage the best they can? Well, first of all, since, as you said, crowdfunding isn't as uh, developed here in Europe as it is in the U.S. So this is why we, we made the choice to go to Kickstarter and not a, a French or even a European uh, crowdfunding website. Uh, as a French company, we had to create a U.S. subsidiary to go to Kickstarter. But uh, that was uh, actually a step we would have done eventually to, you know, to grow the company in the U.S. So we just had to do it earlier just to be able to uh, present the project to the world on Kickstarter. Fair enough. And last question of the launch round. Have there been any business books, life books that have really been influential on either of your lives? Ones you'd want to share? Yes, maybe pour your art into it from there of uh, Starbucks. It was really a great inspiring book because it just tells the story from Starbucks from the beginning until what's the company today so it was really really interesting to me so it's pour your heart into it I hadn't heard of that one I'll have to check it out and guys if you're listening you can go to artofkickstart.com slash audible you get a free audiobook check that out or any other great book now I want to go back to you guys sure. back to the business so you have 38 days left in your campaign that's still a ton of time you've already funded so the pressure's off there's no more mm -hmm. sweat and sweaty armpits and all of that 
What are you guys doing with the next month and a little bit to push this campaign forward? What strategies do you guys have you think others could benefit from? Today, uh, we're going to announce some stretch goals for the campaign as to motivate new backers to the campaign. We've secured the minimum amount needed to produce the first batch of prisms, so this is a really good news. But now we need to get more people on board to make um, Prism even better. So what we're, what we're going to do uh, from now on is trying to spread the word as much as possible so that more people are aware of what the future of, of music can be and, uh, and eventually have their support. And this is definitely the future of music. Guys, if you're listening, share the podcast, share their campaign, help them spread. Last question for both of you guys. You've both been really great guests. I'm so glad to have you on here. I think you've shared a pretty cool story and clearly an awesome product. If you had one piece of advice, you could just tell one thing to aspiring inventors, entrepreneurs, people that want to make something awesome in the world. What would you tell them? Go outside the building, definitely, because what you think matters, but you have to check it out to make sure everyone thinks like you. Yeah, and for that, you have to start building something. So, you know, hack things together make something that works and then actually use it yourself and have a friend use it and then you know step by step you'll end up with a product that's uh, relevant you guys basically just got a summary of some of the great entrepreneurship books build something let other people tear it down iterate and repeat thank you so much for coming on today Mm -hmm. guys i love what you're doing you're going places i'm guessing you're going to get some cool phone calls from shark tank or other places i want to give you a second now to pitch (laughs) your product pitch your campaign where can people come say hey check you out Maybe even back you if they're interested in music. Uh, well, if people want to know more about the product, the best place to go now is our Kickstarter page. All the information is there. They can ask questions on the comment section. And that's about it. Guys, go check them out. It's Prism with a Z. Looks cool. Sounds cool. It's a pretty amazing product. Thanks so much for coming on, you two, and sharing your story. And thanks for tuning in, audience. Have an awesome day, guys. Thank you, man. Guys, I have an awesome update I want to tell you about. I asked you guys, what do you need? What's holding you back from crowdfunding success, from building the business you all wanted to build? Overwhelmingly, it was challenges with Kickstarter, launching campaigns. You guys wanted a step-by-step course walking you through exactly what it takes to succeed on Kickstarter. So that's what we're building. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart launch course. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can check out and pre-order the course that's going to take you through each and every single stage of running a successful Kickstarter campaign. This is based off of 80 inventor interviews, consulting with clients, and working so much more with crowdfunding. If you want a step-by-step guide to take you through exactly what it takes to succeed, this is for you. Pre-order today or just learn more at artofthekickstart.com slash course. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.